Part two of the San Francisco 49ers 53-man roster projection. Talking about the offensive side of the ball today, but we got to revisit the D to really figure out the exact 53 that we like and some of the names we left out on part one that could still make, still be in play for the 49ers. And after all this, could they keep only two quarterbacks? All that more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Uh, this is part two of our roster, our 53-man roster projection uh, two-part episode. So if you want part one and talking more about the defense, you can go find that one. We are going to dip back into defense at the end of this one, though, because we got to figure out our numbers on offense to make sure we got the right numbers on defense to get to 53, Croc. And it starts with quarterback. And Kyle Shanahan made a short little comment that nobody really caught post-game because everyone's focused on Trey Lance and the Trey Lance trade. But he said he's not exactly certain that they're going to be taking three quarterbacks, and it's something they're going to have to talk about. Croc, if they need an extra roster spot for another player, they might find that player more valuable than Brandon Allen, might hope that they could get Brandon Allen back on the practice squad. Um, after all this, Croc, do they only keep two quarterbacks, Purdy, and Darnold, because you know they love both those guys. But I, I kind of think they like Brandon Allen a lot. But maybe his play in the preseason wasn't good enough for them to justify a third quarterback roster spot. I think they like bringing him back if they can. But maybe, you know, did he do something or not do enough to really kind of move the needle to where it's like, hey, you know, I know, and this is the part I have to try to explain to fans a lot of times. I get what the 49ers went through at the quarterback position last year. You do not see that ever like that's very rare that is like you get down to your third string quarterback and then eventually your fourth quarterback now I say it's rare but then I think as I was saying that I'm like oh, Miami Dolphins last year because you had Tua and then Teddy Bridgewater got knocked out of a game and all of a sudden they too were down to their third string quarterback who I want to say was selected like the pick before Brock Purdy I think yeah seventh rounder uh Skylar Thompson right yeah Skylar Thompson so I guess Maybe you can't, but either way, they're probably not going to prioritize that third quarterback more than keeping an extra edge rusher or whatnot. So if they can figure out those things, and we also talked about in part one, the Nick Bosa effect where you get to keep a guy a little bit longer, that might help a guy like Allen be able to stay on the roster until you have everything else kind of fi figured out. And then if you can keep him, great. But if you're only going to roll with two quarterbacks and hopefully bring your guy back or release uh, – Brandon Allen late, that would help him return back to the practice squad as well. I, to kind of what I'm saying is Nick Bosa, I talked about not signing him yet. He doesn't count against your 53 man roster. If you, if it's like five days out and then eventually you release Allen to sign Nick Bosa, but then you want to bring Allen back on practice squad, other teams might be a little bit more solidified at the quarterback position at that time. The other part of the equation is. You might like a guy a little more. And if there's a tiebreaker, it's okay. Who's more likely to get claimed? Do the 49ers think that they'll get Brandon Allen back on the practice squad? Because if they knew that, they would not 
put him on the 53, right? So that's that's part of the equation as well because someone like Ronnie Bell at wide receiver, you know he's going to get picked up or you more likely he's going to get picked up on waivers. Does that hurt you more than if you lost your third quarterback? So a lot of tough decisions. Let's go through it for us here at Croc and project this 53-man roster. I still, I still do have all three quarterbacks on here and, and have them taken three quarterbacks. Yes, yep. I agree with that. Okay. No issues there. I, I do thought- wonder if – if you did not like, and this is the part where people are like, the 49ers know more than you. We hear that a lot, right? You see that in the comments. Right. And I was saying, look, if Brock Purdy's your guy and you're all in on him, I get that you like Trey, but you have more value kind of trading him away. You can keep Sam Darnold. And why not draft a guy like Dorian Thompson Robinson? And those were the things that we were saying. And now, kind of circle back around to it, how much better would you feel about the quarterback room if you just never had Trey this entire offseason? But your third quarterback was Dorian Thompson Robinson and seeing what he did with the Browns, which ultimately he ended up beating out uh, who, who was the back? Dobbs? Uh, Joshua Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs? They, they sent Joshua Dobbs off because they were so uh, convinced on DTR as their rookie backup quarterback. Right. So you got to look at that and it's like, man, liability. We talked about, I mean, we talked a lot about him and potentially like, 49 should try to go get him. A lot of starts under his belt, played what, five years at UCLA, leadership, all the things you're looking for in trade that he didn't quite have yet. DTR has a lot of those characteristics. Uh, so the, the stat on DTR, I just recently saw, and not to bring Trey Lance back into this, but it's too interesting. And since you brought up DTR, I hadn't talked about this yet on the podcast. This one from uh, Sam Monson brought it to my attention from Pro Football Focus. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson and Trey Lance, to show you how young Trey Lance is, this is this was a lot of guys drafted were part of his recruiting high school class that were our rookies right now. Uh, DTR, one of those. So Dorian Thompson Robinson and Trey Lance were in the same recruiting class coming out of high school. Um, they both played as freshmen, but obviously we've seen what happened since for Trey and Dorian Thompson Robinson kept starting games at, at UCLA. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, when you combine NFL or you, you you combine college snaps, NFL and regular season and preseason NFL college, regular season and preseason NFL playing time. Dorian Thompson Robinson has three times more, than Trey Lance, even though Lance wow. in the NFL because Dorian Thompson Robinson played all this college ball. And I think that's one of the things we saw with Purdy. It's like smart to draft a college player who's played a lot of football in college and seen a lot of things. It helps. In, in hindsight, especially with the Trey Lance situation. With, with the Trey Lance situation, but we kind of already knew that. We've seen other young quarterbacks that have, have some trouble. And it's, it's not – there are outliers for sure on either side, you know, but it, it helps to have played – a lot of football, but it's just, it's, it's crazy how, um, and like Lance is still younger than Will Levis, you know, and those types of things just wild where it just, the whole train Lance thing is just so nuts. Um, but three quarterbacks right now is what we got projected here. We got Brock Purdy. We got Sam Darnold. We got Brandon Allen making the roster. I think running back is about as easy as it gets. Croc, correct me if I'm wrong. Kyle use check at fullback and then four running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Ty Davis price. And that's it. And Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason, when you watch them, at least in that last preseason game, they look very interchangeable. Whereas, like, man, I just like the way both of these guys run. They still have slightly different running styles, even though they both have some size to them. But both of them look like they're figuring out, okay, how they can be successful at the NFL level, what it is being asked of them. And they both did it at a a pretty high clip. Uh, And we still haven't seen Elijah Mitchell. That is the craziest thing. It's like, where is Elijah Mitchell? But uh, the other two running backs, I think they ran very well. 
and the 49ers might make some trades here and who knows maybe they have swing a trade before a cut down day but Elijah Mitchell, I don't think he's going to be one of them. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, maybe the 49ers trade Elijah Mitchell because of how Mason and, and TDP have looked good. And I'm like, no, nah, man, are you crazy? You, you, you keep all the running backs. And even if TD, even if Elijah Mitchell ends up getting hurt again this year, um, the, you know, you have to prepare for that. That's why you have depth. That's why you have four guys. But I, I don't think I, I don't think there's any way the 49ers would go into the season without those four running backs. They're, they've got a solid group. They're deep. They're all talented. You feel good about any of them needing to play if McCaffrey goes down. You're good. Yep. And Jack Coletto is not going to sneak in it with, with two fullbacks. We talked about two kickers yesterday. We're not having two fullbacks on the roster, right? I expect him to be on the practice squad. I do as well. Okay. Uh, I think we could potentially borrow from the offense to help the defense and vice versa here. And I think wide receiver and D-line are the two spots that are the most variable. Maybe DB a little bit as well uh as we figure out this final 53 croc next we got to talk pass catchers wide receivers tight ends and uh the depth on the offensive line is is something to uh to consider and maybe be worried about or maybe just keep less guys there and let the practice squad fight it out for who gets called up eventually if you need an extra guy we'll get into all that next today's episode of lockdown 49ers is brought to you by the game time app with game time. You don't have to worry about last minute tickets. You don't have to buy your a tickets tickets for your favorite event months in advance because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater, whatever it is you need tickets for. You can find it at game time killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at say a 49ers game or maybe uh, the next concert that's coming up that you want to go to. Even if you're looking for those tickets a little bit last minute, as I tend to in my life and I'm not good at planning ahead as it, as it comes, as it pertains to uh, going to sporting events and, and going to see shows because uh, for some reason I'm bad at that kind of thing. And so it's nice to have an app like game times that you can open it up even the day of and find tickets to an event. All you do, is you download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, just create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. You get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you can expect and where you're going to be sitting, and buy those tickets in a matter of seconds. Again, that's promo code Locked On when you create an account for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Here we go, Croc. Wide receiver. What do you like at wide receiver? Um, who are your locks? And how are they going to navigate this thing with a couple of dinged up wide receivers in McLeod and Gray? Does that mean you have to keep two extra guys? Do you keep one extra guy? Um, Debo, Ayuk, Jennings obviously are locked in. I would almost consider Ronnie Bell a lock at this point. Do you think the 49ers consider Ronnie Bell as a lock? Yes, I have him not penciled in. He's in permanent marker. Permanent marker. So we've got permanent marker for Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, and Bell. Yes. Cloud and Gray are both banged up, but these aren't don't seem like they're long-term injuries. And if you remember, if you want them to be on IR that they can return, they have to make the 53 first. So is that it, potentially? And then you roll the dice with Connolly and uh, the veteran... 
Sneed as being your reserves and potentially getting snapped up and hope that one of those guys gets back to your practice squad? Or do you have one of them making it as well to, uh, to complete the group and maybe keeping seven guys on the initial 53? Conley got banged up. When does he come back? The latest I saw on Conley is uh, day-to-day with a shoulder. Okay. I don't feel bad about that then, especially with this whole almost two weeks before the next game. I have him making it. I He is a veteran. It feels like he's maybe one of those guys, again, between Conley, Sneed. There's going to be enough of these veterans where you say, you know what, we'll let you go, and we'll see. Whichever one of you guys clears waivers, we'll bring back the one we like most or the other one. So I think that's what they do with Conley. I, I have them keeping five receivers. Now, you talked about Danny Gray. You talked about Ray Ray McLeod. Does – a guy like Ronnie Bell allow you to keep Robert McLeod on IR all season and you say just rest your <laughs> broken wrist, wrist? Or with Danny Gray, I don't know what's going on, but I would say this. If Robert McLeod was healthy, Danny Gray, he'd be in some trouble, I think. Because we've seen just more from even Ronnie Bell coming in as a returner, as a receiver, just the areas that feel he's working. They threw screens to him. They felt more comfortable featuring him, you know, with the reserves, but featuring him in the offense more than I've ever seen them do with Danny Gray. And Gray, it was a shoulder injury. That was a, it ended up being a collarbone, right? Correct. And if that's an injury, it's going to take you multiple weeks and into the regular season. So then again, that would be sort of a, an IR to return guy if you did want to put him on IR. But again, if you put him on IR before the season, he's gone all season. He has to make the 53 first to be able to bring him back. So I think that's why it makes it difficult to keep a bunch of guys at wide receiver. And knowing that Bell could do multiple things for you, that locks him in. So to me, I think it is uh, Debo, Ayuk, Jennings, McLeod, Gray, Bell as your six wide receivers. And, and you don't have him keeping Conley. I don't have him keeping Conley and rolling the dice there. And, and, and if they lose Conley, they'll be like, cool, but we like Sneed too. And, and but do think- they, How much do they like Danny Gray? Like what has... What has Danny Gray done to where you're like, okay, I have to keep him on this roster over Conley outside of you just, you know, knowing like, well, Conley's older. There's only one thing, and it's the draft pick that they gave up just last year to draft. It was dang near a fourth round pick. Oh, you're They just the- got rid of a guy. And the first rounder was actually a fourth rounder thing. They just traded, they just traded away a guy that they gave up three, they used three first round picks on. <laughs> and he played four games. You think they care about this guy that they essentially, he was literally the last pick in the third round. So we go in gray IR for the year. I don't know what you do with gray. Conley. Is it? I just that? would keep Conley. I would keep Conley over gray. Like it's not even just from what we saw again, working all areas of the field, even in preseason, even with the same type of opportunities, we just saw more. And then now the, the, the thing that could make the difference would be, well, as a returner, because Conley's not, returning kicks or, or punts. Right. But the one time we saw Danny Gray do it, it was an average return and he got hurt on it. So, and then Danny Gray, or, or excuse me, Ronnie Bell comes in and all the things you would have liked to see out of Danny Gray, he did it. So again, this is not me trying to be harsh on Danny Gray. I just don't understand like what is the value of him at this point. And I see, and I understand that, you know, you drafted him. I understand he's still young, but I just know more of what I'm getting from a guy like Ronnie Bill. And I know what I'm getting more from a guy like uh, uh, Chris Conley, yeah. who I think 
performed very well and was very consistent in practices and even in limited snaps in the preseason. I think he did very well. So, like, what's the benefit of keeping Gray around outside of, well, he was a fourth-round draft pick or late third last year? That's about it. And the potential of what his speed could bring your offense. But we, we haven't really seen that come to fruition for uh, Gray and the 49ers yet anyway. So, yeah. So, it sounds like you're going to – so, you're going to say Gray, IR, keep Conley, Bell, McLeod, Jennings, Ayuk, Debo. This is roster politics, so maybe they keep him. But I just – I wouldn't understand that over other guys, unless I'm missing something that he's done that's extraordinary that is like, well, Clark, you, you didn't see this or you haven't seen him how he does this. But I've seen that with everybody else that we've been talking about. Like anything that you can talk about Danny Gray doing very well, we've seen it from the other guys, even winning vertically down the field. We've seen it with – we just saw it in the game with with uh, uh, Chris Conley. Like, I mean, obviously that's how he hurt his shoulder, but we just saw him stretch the field – catch the ball down the uh, sideline, make a diving catch. We saw with Ronnie Bell in the Raiders game, stretch the field, catch the ball down the right sideline, making a terrific catch. Danny Gray, we saw it one time, and that's what you're supposed to be good at. These other guys have done everything else as well as making the catch that we want to see you do down the field. Like They're catching the slants. They're catching the digs. Deep curl route, boom, I got it. Like We're seeing all of those things with the other guys. And the one thing that you do well, that we've seen you do once – They've done that as well live in this preseason. So I know I'm kind of being hard on Danny Gray. I don't have anything against him. I just I would I would have a hard time truly understanding it over what other guys have given you. Not a lot of utility there. And to to boot, he's hurt enough to miss at least part of the season. But Croc, he's going on IR for this simulation. Gray goes to okay. IR. Conley is the sixth wide receiver. Niners keeping six wide receivers. You know who's going to join him on that red shirt IR list? And that is Cam Latu at tight end. And uh, this is a timely injury. I don't know if this was a, a fake injury. We might find some of those injuries that pop up out of nowhere for some of these players. I'm like, wait, that guy was hurt? But Cam Latu has a meniscus injury uh, that had some swelling, and surgery is possible and even likely potentially for Cameron Latu, which means that's going to be an easy decision for the 49ers to redshirt him as bad as he looked uh, in camp. And the third rounder will be back-to-back -back third rounders, or as Kyle and, and Croc might say, uh, might as well be fourth rounders. Going on IR for the 49ers. Uh, and that means there's potentially four or three spots at tight end. Uh, and the candidates for those are Fellow rookie, Braden Willis. Obviously, George Kittle's the only one locked in. He is the starting tight end. Uh, you have the veterans in Dwelly and Warner. And then you have Fumagalli, who made a push in camp as well to be considered for this roster. Uh, I think we can fit in four, Croc. Who are your four if they do go with four? Or do you think we need to pull from there? And actually, no, let's, let's talk four. Then we'll pull from there as we finish this 53, if we need to. Yeah. Uh, assuming Latou goes to... IR, and you kind of redshirt him. I got George Kittle, Dwelly, Warner, and Braden Willis. I know there's a lot of people that like Fumagalli, but um, I just feel like the, the four that I just mentioned, you know, we've seen them with the 49ers outside of obviously the rookie, but it's like, all right, let me keep this rookie around like he thinks he's done. I'm surprised he didn't, didn't utilize him more, especially in the passing game, kind of feature him a little bit more, especially like when you saw them start to do, do that with Latou. Latou came on very strong in the Broncos game, but yeah, I'm going with Kittle, Dwelly, Warner, and Willis. That's what I have, too. I have those four, and Fungali kind of gets the the Willie Sneed treatment, 
and you hope to get him back to the practice squad and, and provide you for some depth later down the line during the season. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Okay, so that means there's if we keep the nine DBs, the nine defensive linemen, that leaves us with nine more spots on the roster for offensive linemen crux. So I think we can, I think we can do this. Uh, we have the five starters: Trent Williams, Aaron Banks, uh, you got Brendel at center. You got McKivitz at right tackle, and you got Spencer Burford at right guard. Those are clearly all locked in. So um, I think a darn near lock at this point is Jalen Moore because, A, he's the only player that's been playing um, as as uh, Trent Williams' backup, as, even when the ones are on the field in, in practice in the preseason games. And he also had a nice game to finish it off in preseason game number three, we talked about post game, how the, the pass blocking looked a lot better. I think Jalen Moore was part of that. So Jalen Moore for me is a pretty easy number six. And then you got to find your best three backups after that, or you could potentially take less if you want one more of these, uh, these defensive players. So what do you like on the uh, offensive line? Uh, so essentially everybody that you just named. And then the two guys I had was the and Feliciano. And I'm not very confident with, with either one of those. <laughs> Uh, I would not keep Zakel. I wouldn't even put him on the practice squad. He, I think he was the worst player on the 49ers in the preseason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 49ers clearly like him, but man, uh, getting beat, penalties. He didn't look good at left guard or right guard. Maybe slightly better at left guard, but I just I just don't see it with him at all. They thought maybe he could be center. They tried him at center, didn't like that either. So I, I would take Keith Ishmael. I would take uh, El Manning. I would take Jason Poe all over Zakel. Um but the more I look at it here, the more I think maybe. Oh, and and you know who another guy is who I think is not quite a lock, but maybe a nearer lock is instead of having a swing tackle, it, it really seems like again there, there's some positions where I was surprised they didn't mix and match more in practice and especially in the preseason games. But Matt Pryor only played right tackle, and Jalen Moore only played left tackle from what I saw in those preseason games. So I think they actually both make it. And instead of having one swing tackle, I think Jalen Moore's the backup on the left side and Matt Pryor's the backup on the right side. Sounds like a lot of uh, early on Daniel Brunskill, who was the you know backup on the left side, then on the right side, it was school. So kind of maybe following that same type of blueprint. Feliciano, you talked about guys getting beat and giving the penalties. Feliciano, I think he kind of dealt with the same thing. So Feliciano's got um, positional flexibility center and guard, and he's played a lot uh, of those, all those positions in the NFL. So uh, I think you're right on that one. So as the reserves after the top five, we've got more Feliciano prior, which is eight. So do they go nine? Do they go 10? And who's that last guy if they go nine? It sounds like Manning. What do you think? Again, this, uh, they didn't show Manning at guard, and I think that's probably his best position. If Manning makes the roster, he has to play more than just third string left tackle. And since right. they didn't show that, that tells me he's going to get cut and he's going to be on the practice squad. Um, I would say the next guy, just judging by what I saw in the preseason, is Keith Ishmael, who kind of jumped Poe in that last game and got in first at right guard. And he was the third center after Feliciano as well. So uh, at this point, it might only be eight, but I feel like they need another interior guy. So that's either, for me, it's either Poe, or Ishmael, or El Manning. If I saw more from El Manning inside, I would say it's him. Um, 
but Ishmael, I think, is going to get the nod for me in my projection here. But any of those guys could go to the practice squad, and maybe the 49ers say, look, we'll call a guy up and we'll see who clears, and we'll go with eight here and save a spot for somebody else on the other side of the ball. I don't think it's going to be Poe. I think he just struggled just a little too much. Yeah. And he's undersized, and I think, you know, for Poe, they, they should just start to look to see if they can potentially transition him into more of a fullback. Oh, I would love to see that. It doesn't sound like they, they didn't really show anything with Poe. I wanted to see him take center snaps. I wanted to see him move around in an H back, extra offensive line role. Have fun with him. He's got that skill set. They had no fun with Poe. He looks like a like uh an like an extra in a movie or something. Like, you know, you watch like the sports movies and just whoever they have, like they'll put some offensive, they'll put some pads on like this offensive lineman, but he's not so guy's not six five, he's five nine. He's not gonna play offensive line. Right. And he's like heavy in the midsection, but then like little legs. And that's what he looks like when I look when I look out there and watch him at right guard. The the dude the 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 short chubby dude in um in the longest yard, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More athletic, though, than that, but yeah, that's what it looks like. Okay, here we go. Let's finish up this 53-man. This is a part two, and we kind of gone through a lot of this. So uh, I like exactly where we're at on offense. So we got Purdy, Darnold, Allen. We've got three quarters quarterbacks. we got five running backs. we got six wide receivers. we got four tight ends, and we've got nine offensive linemen. I think we can even borrow and go eight offensive linemen at first and then call somebody up later after some other roster mechanics have happened if the 49ers really don't feel threatened about any of the other offensive linemen not making it back to the practice squad. So we got five linebackers. I feel solid there. We got three special teams feel solid there. I want to talk again about DBs. We didn't mention uh, a lot of Deshaun Jameson yesterday. Would you keep just Deshaun Jameson over any of those offensive linemen? Uh, Do you think he did enough on special teams to earn that role while Ray Ray McLeod's out? Do you think he did enough on defense to prove he's valuable enough as your, what would be fifth, sixth corner, or even keep him over Isaiah Oliver altogether? No, I don't think he did enough. You know, especially like you want to see kind of what was going to, where he was going to make it was definitely going to be special teams. And I think just Ronnie Bell just outshined them. And I thought early on it looked like, Oh man, they they might lean more towards this kid because I thought in the Raiders game he just looked better and more comfortable, just potentially being that playmaker's feel for it. It looked great, but then you fast forward a week and he kind of muffed it, and then you just see Ronnie Bell just stay very consistent or go kind of a little bit above and beyond twenty eight yard punt return. It just started to look really good, and I'm like, eh, it's probably going to be Ronnie Bell's gig, and that was the one way I felt like he Jamison would make it. And, and now maybe he's just making plays all over the place at corner. You can say, you know what? At the very least, he has return ability, and he's a terrific cover guy. So, okay, we'll we'll keep him, and he just might not be active on game day. But once Ronnie Bell kind of took control over the return thing, especially if he's like a reserve, uh, I think it made it tough for Jamison to make this squad. Of the guys we have projected to get cut, I think – Deshaun Jameson and McCrary Ball would have the biggest opportunity to get picked up by another team. I think Quantrez Knight potentially as well. Those would be the tough ones for me. Um, but we have all three of them getting cut. And this is what happens every year is you think your team's guys aren't are, are not going to make it back, but every team feels this way. And very few guys do get claimed off of waivers. So yeah. we'll see what happens with some of those players. But um, I think we kind of 
I think we I think we've got it here. Um, I expect him to come back on practice squad. I, yeah. I don't I don't see anybody signing Jamison, and not that he's bad or anything. I just think he, he just he, I don't something. know if he did enough. Right. Like, did, if he was on another roster, would you say, "Oh, we're gonna cut whoever to go pick up that guy and bring him right. in or Isaiah Oliver or whatever"? No. And that's another thing the 49ers could do here. There might be a guy on another roster that gets cut that the 49ers decide to bring in offensive line depth or, you know, DB depth or something like that. But Kyle doesn't really like doing that. Kyle even talked about uh, cutting guys and getting down to his final 53, saying how he likes to bring guys back that he already knows. So we'll see a lot of guys that we're familiar with on the practice squad. You know, I think Isaiah Winstead will make it back to the practice squad. I think um, a lot of players will make it back to the practice squad. And he's those are the players he likes to bring up and, and bring back onto the roster. So I think we're going to see a lot of familiar names there for sure. And that means that we've got it set here, Croc. Three quarterbacks, five running backs, six wide receivers, nine offensive linemen. Uh, did we decide on the ninth? Is it El Manning? Yeah, we'll go with Manning. Okay, let's go El Manning, as I think he's got the most potential there. And he'll be sort of, just playing, you know, he, he can he can start practicing more on the interior, but they would need another interior guy for that last spot, I think. So Ishmael, Manning, um, Poe, Zakel. I, I, I actually think it's going to be Ishmael, but we'll see. Uh, that's the ninth spot on the offensive line. We've got four tight ends, Kittle, Dwelly, Warner, Willis. Um, the defensive line, Hargrave, Armstead, Furl, Jackson, Kinlaw, Hyder, Givens, Bryant and McGill and Bosa does not count against the, uh, the initial defensive line numbers. we got Warner, Greenlaw, Burks, Graham, Winters at linebacker, and we got Ward, Lenore, Thomas, Gibson, Hufanga, Brown, Womack, Odom, and Oliver in the defensive backfield with Moody, Wisnowski, and Pepper. Croc de- just denying the opportunity to bring back Robbie Gold on, on part one of this episode. That was a, that was the shocker to me. I thought for sure you're going to say, "Oh, dude, redshirt the the rookie and bring back Robbie Gold." I don't want to be missing any playoff kicks. I got to figure out what this kid is. All right, you see the uh, the kicker for the Browns, Kate York. He was a fourth round draft pick last year. They they just cut him. Do they? Yeah, it's common. It's more common. Like you the, you don't find your kickers in the draft. Early in the draft, especially, it's just not what happens in the NFL. But you see, we see people try every year. It's like, nope, this is the guy. It's like, nope. Good kickers are in their 30s and on their second, third team. That just, it's the weirdest thing. And usually undrafted. All right. Thanks, everybody, for checking in with us here on Locked On 49ers every day, making us your first listen. Make sure you are an everydayer, and we'll find out who actually does make the San Francisco 49ers roster. And of course, first thing Wednesday morning in your feeds, we will have that for you. And we'll even have it probably Tuesday evening on YouTube after cut down day. We'll talk to you then right here. Locked on 49ers. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. And they had a writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.